It's Postcards United for episode 26 of Soccer Cards United. This is the Q&A show where you send us in your soccer card questions on a postcard. You get your soccer card answers on a podcast. My name is Jason. I'm one of the hosts. The other host is called Enzo. Enzo, hello. Hey, Jason. How are you? I'm in great form. We didn't have a Q&A uh, last week because we launched SoccerCardsUnited.com, uh, which is, of course, our new website and uh, you can go check that out if you haven't done already but i imagine you all have because it's been a great success and thank you all for visiting uh the website but in the time that we've been away from the question and answers we've got a lot of questions yeah people are i forgot to like make the call for questions i got comfortable with no questions jason yeah Um, yeah, one week off from asking for questions oh it was a nice week but i was still busy (laughs) uh and my phone has been fucked so i officially i told everyone i'm going to be back on my dm killing game on sunday it is officially sunday and so i'm back my phone has had some battery issues but i fixed it sorted it um and i've been very busy for soccer card related things and non-soccer card related things so now i'm back to my finest i've cleared up all the dms as we speak Mm -hmm. but we have a lot of questions okay uh well let's get straight into it um who have we got questions from Opening up the show with Turner, Jason, LA Soccer Cards on Instagram. You're Shout out Turner, one of, the, one of the OGs. One of the OGs still here with us, still asking some questions, so we appreciate that. Um, and it's a good question too. He asked it a few days ago, but I managed to keep note of it, thank God. All right, I've been losing. I've been losing some questions in the DM sometimes. Um, will Tops and Panini ever release unlicensed soccer cards like they do in baseball for Panini Flawless Baseball? This is a more higher end set. There's no team logos, there's no league logos, but you know they're they're selling for high shit. Like they're still in demand. Like Jason, Panini tops. If they like, is this possible? Like, can you just do this? What are the like? I'm assuming you get licenses with the the player, individual license. Because like, don't let tops know about this. Basically, yeah. Well, I think uh, it's interesting. I don't know about this flawless baseball. Uh, thing. I'm going to look it up as, as we're talking. But when I, what f- springs to mind is the f- infamous Futera set with the shorts. Do you remember this? Yeah. They didn't have the official uh, club kit, so they had to use alternate shorts so that they didn't violate the, the license, wasn't it? Um, and I, so it is possible, I think, if you were to negotiate the, the image on a player-by-player basis. But player image rights are something that's becoming more and more... Uh, complicated all the time so i guess you'd have to go player to player and ask for the rights but the club might own part of the rights um or somebody else might oh they might have a collective bargaining deal for hmm. uh trading cards like it could be in your contract to say you're free to negotiate uh, image rights for any you get to choose your boot sponsor you get to choose your um food and drink sponsors or whatever but if it's trading cards you have to follow our license and our license is with top say for Borussia dortmund yeah I actually think, um, but like that opens up like an interesting thing because like uh, Panini Immaculate had some Borussia Dortmund uh, players in it, which yeah. kind of raised an eyebrow with me. Like, what way is that licensing agreement? But um, if to do an unlicensed agreement, you can't have club logos, team logos, or league logos, I think that'll fuck up the price. Like, I like it's similar to like when you think of Pez and it's the or even now like FIFA doesn't have uh, Juventus in it. They have Pinamonte Calcio, is what they call. Yeah, it, but Roma Fortnite FC. has Juventus. That's really strange. You can be, you can play in, like in a Juventus skin uh, in Fortnite, but you can't play as Juventus in FIFA. But Juventus are technically in FIFA still, just under a different name. So like, but like something like that. I think in soccer, I think there's such a cult around the team as well. Yeah. And the league, like the league, is important, but like the team, there's such a cult around the team. So if you don't have, 
if you have a oh, who can I like an mm, if you have like a Messi card and there's not like the Barcelona badge is removed or it's in a different color kit or whatever like it's just a plain you know doesn't, Barcelona element doesn't look is so right. important it's not yeah. right like I don't know if, if in baseball there's kits are less distinguishable like i don't know i'm not familiar with baseball enough i'm just thinking of like the classic white baseball uh attire but yeah i'm not sure what way the flawless is but i do think that the team logo and the there's a reason the licenses are so expensive i don't think you can i, I would say that there's so many like um contract kind of things and legal hmm. reasons why you probably can't do that but then i think of the likes of uh futera who managed to get like they have the man city license they have the liverpool license yeah panini have Premier League license. So Premier yeah, League. so if you look at the so if you look at the recent uh, Futera Unique Live, and you look at say the Marseille one, they're all they all have their Marseille kits on, and obviously you can show the crest, you can show because you have a license with Marseille, who are free to negotiate that kind of thing on their own. But they don't have any they don't have any competition patches on, so it doesn't say Liga or Champions League on the. You can't tell what competition mm. they're playing in. So it does seem to have that thing of in each contract, whether it be between the player and the club the club and the league the club and the confederation if it's fifa or uefa or something um each contract covers certain things like something that comes up going back to the video game thing is do you remember a while ago and so i think it was latan Zlatan Ibrahimovic said who told fifa it was okay to put me in the game yeah and then gareth bale said yeah who did tell them um because the idea, beckham had like a huge deal with fifa that he was getting loads of cash to be in the game recently right Okay. And they were like, I'm in the fucking game. Where the fuck's my cash? Yeah. You know? So that's um, what happened there was they said that they're, they'd never actually agreed to be in the game. And then they said, well, FIFA have an uh, agreement with the club. And then they, they said, well, some, some players like Erling Haaland, remember, he didn't go to, wasn't yeah. he, in Man, he didn't want to go to Man United because he wanted to keep his image rights. So he went to Borussia Dortmund instead. And then it came out that maybe FIFA had an agreement with FIFPro, the Players Association, that covers active professional football players, um, that they could use any FIFPro members' images or something like that. So it, image rights and all that stuff is incredibly dodgy, and it's incredibly... Uh, it's complex. always uh, complex and always moving and currently evolving, especially with digital stuff. So in answer to Turner's question, I don't see a scenario where Tops or Panini bother doing that. Mm. I think tops would. I mean, Panini have obviously done it for flawless for for baseball, so maybe they could. Or for soccer, I, I mean. Yeah, sorry. I think tops um, are so opportunistic that if 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 they could, they probably would try. Uh, but it is very convoluted, and the fact is, like contracts change all the time, so you don't want to, like, you don't want a big uncomfortable and awkward situation where like Halan moves somewhere and say, okay, say like fatty decides to leave barcelona go somewhere else and he's a big star at this point in time he could change his contract to do the same as Haaland that he wants his image rights and then suddenly you're in a different conversation so yeah it is messy every player is operating as their own business every team operates as their own business and every league and confederation like it it's messy it's convoluted i don't think we would see it in soccer yeah i'm looking here as well at the uh at the panini flawless baseball because one thing that always annoyed me in video games was like, so, if you look at Manchester, if you just printed the name of a player and then you put, like, here's a card with uh, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. for Atlanta, right, uh, here in um, in baseball. So, I think Atlanta only has one baseball team. So, if you were to say just Ronald Acuna Jr., Atlanta, then everyone kind of knows what team you are talking about. But you would have to mm. say, like, Gabriel Jesus, Manchester Blue, and then it instantly just looks shit. 
Yeah. Like instantly, it just looks really bad and like. But then I see here they have like in uh, Panini Flawless they have like, um, players from the Dodgers, Los Angeles Dodgers, and also players from the Los Angeles Angels. So it seems complicated, and I just don't think it would work in soccer because soccer fans, as talked about so many times in video games, are really put off by not having licenses. Yeah, I agree with that. It, it does always be like a huge like. It's the reason Pez got so got shit on so much because it was always man red and man blue and similar yeah. and then fifa recently with, with the loss of some of the italian league licenses or the teams that they they it was one of the things they got dragged for in a, in, a, in a big way okay okay um thanks turner inf infomatech cards on twitter thanks turner said why well he used his latin ibrahimovic but he was basically asking why is the euro 2004 sticker set so ugly hmm okay the, so they do you think it's ugly yeah, I, I, the images look kind of cartoony or fake. They don't look like other sticker sets. They look really, really bizarre. Yeah. My take on this, and this could be a hot take, could be controversial, is that everything in 2004 looked kind of shit. Everything? Uh, everything. I don't like... There's this whole period from maybe like... Well, so I don't think the 90s ended until 2005, but like... Everything from like 1995 to 2007, kind of. When you look back at it now, all of the music videos, a lot of the actual music itself, a lot of the movies, a lot of the cars, a lot of the clothes. Jesus Christ. Everything just looks weird and bad no. now. No. It does. You can't, you, you can't take a simple question like that. And literally put a hundred targets on your back. I don't want DMs of oh this movie looked great, this music video no, was iconic. Jason, no, you I know there have are, just I know there are good things. I know there are good things within them. Obviously, what I'm saying is I whenever I look back at stuff from that era, I kind of go like that doesn't look good. Like why did they think that looked good? Mm. Like you know frosted tips in the hair. I think at that point maybe it was the first time we really got to a point where you could kind of make video yourself, like just about. You probably still had to pay someone to do it, but like it was the point where it was like you didn't need a big corporation and camera crew. You I'm talking to... about professional, uh, professional no, things. Okay. I'm saying like just a lot of like Hollywood movies from that okay, time. Okay, but Jason, don't Jason, look good. Jason. Okay, yeah, well. you have brought us down a dark, dark part that I feel like you've been sat there holding on to for a while now. Because if you look at the 2002 stickers, they look great. If you look at 2005 Champions Europe, they look great. This is less severe than that. We're, we're certain. Come back to me. Come back to me. We're going to focus in. For some reason, Euro 2004, it looks like... Like, Zlatan's face literally looks like it has been plastered onto a different body, for example. This is what we're talking about. We're not talking about the general state of the late 90s. <laughs> I'm looking up Euro 2004 Panini stickers right now. Uh, if you if you just go on to... I'm pulling it up right now. But if you went on to me asking for questions, which is our latest tweet... The, okay, here we go. You'll see it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, oh, that does look really bad. Maybe that does go back to that kind of thing, Enzo, of like, is it that we were at a point with technology where the technology was good enough that you could do stuff with it, but it wasn't good enough to where it looked good. So, like, you might have, you could have just taken a picture of Zlatan normally and put it in like you have done since the 60s. But instead, mm. they thought, well, let's edit this and do a bit of post-processing. And they over-edited it. And they kind of didn't know how to do things. They didn't know how to, like, edit tastefully yet. Okay, that's what I'm, I'm going with that. Jason, I'm rolling with that more than 
what you just tried to do. Now you think I'm onto something. Yeah. See, I have to just talk through it. That's what I need. I need to just, like, here's one idea. Okay, it didn't work. Here's a second idea. And this is how we Mm. find our answers. Pullman UK on Twitter just said... (laughs) Oh, we're just moving on. Yeah, yeah, we're moving on from that, Jason. Said... Thanks, Matt Deck. This was in response. I was asking questions. Pullman UK on Twitter said, rookies, rookies, rookies. Yeah, yeah. Rookies, rookies, what, what, what? Just who, who is it? That's... Who is a rookie that we should ask, that we should talk I about? I, I think he was just hyped. I don't know if he fully read the question. I don't know if he's shitposting. I don't know if he just wants us to discuss rookies in general. Okay, okay. Well, here's something I was thinking. People are always talking about this fella, uh, Ryan uh, Gravenberg. Yes, Gravenberg. Right, for Ajax. And uh, kind of the, the bright new thing from the Ajax uh, Academy. And uh, he's come through. He's 18 years old. He's six foot three. Oof, he's at the current mm-hmm. number eight for Ajax, and um, he is a midfielder. Apparently, the apparently king shit, right? So, I just wondered because I was thinking about Donny Van de Beek, mm. and I was thinking about Donny Van de Beek is is 23 now. When he was 18, uh, he was playing with Ajax, and I wonder. When you look at Donny van der Beek, people were talking about him in a lot of the same way that they talk about Gravenberg now. They were saying, yeah, like, he's a, he's a good player, he's all over the pitch, he can play a number of different roles. Classic Ajax thing, he can play kind of total football, he has goals, he has assists, he has tackles, he has interceptions, all that stuff. And then I thought, look at Donny van der Beek, he has all that stuff as well. Um, and yet, he's sitting on the bench in Man- with Man United. Yeah, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer doesn't like him. I don't think he wanted to sign him. I think that's part of why he just doesn't use him. I don't think he has enough football now to really know much about Van de Beek. But also, I think Van de Beek should be able to play his way into the team. But at the same time, Fella gets five minutes at the end of a few games. Like his stats are going to start looking like twenty games played, nothing done. But like he's played maybe ninety minutes total. Yeah. Do you think that maybe with Donny Van de Beek, it was a case of they bought him because they were afraid that Paul Pogba might leave? I honestly think they. Yeah, part of that. I think. I think they wanted to sign play. They, the whole. Jaden Sancho fiasco and not signing him. They're so disappointed. They just start buying random players. It kind of felt like yeah. With Donny Van de Beek, I definitely don't think he was on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's list, and that's why he's not really getting his game time. It could be honestly, it could just be like partial protest from the manager of being like, I didn't really want Palestri, Diallo, and him. It looks like I Palestri wanted. is going to uh, Alaves in Spain for the rest of the season, which would be good for him. Mm, that would be good for him. Um, Diallo's playing for the under twenty threes. Yeah, I just I saw like I'm looking here, so um. In 2018, uh, Gravenberg won the uh, first edition of the renamed uh, Nuri Trophy. Nuri, of course, being the Van de Beek's friend who was uh, brain damaged, uh, former Ajax player. And uh, that recognizes the strongest talent in the Ajax Academy. Donny Van de Beek, when he was at the Ajax Academy, he won the uh, Talent of the Future Awards. Same award, you know. And I just thought, like, it's so much easier to look at Gravenberg and say, this guy is it. This is the next big thing. Because he hasn't had to make the step up, you know? And then as soon yeah. as Donny van der Beek, who, for all intents and purposes, was as good, was as, had, a, had the same ceiling as Gravenberg, but then he did make the step, got transferred to Man United, a big club, that's the best possible scenario from a collecting, flipping, investing point of view, whatever. Um, his rookie couldn't be any more valuable, in theory, than if he moved to Man United. Mm. You know? And yeah, it didn't really change, he didn't play. So, I just thought it was an interesting case of... Uh, that, that thing we sometimes play where it's best case scenario you know best case scenario for Ryan Gravenberg he moves to Man United in terms yeah, of if you're yeah. trying if you're trying to if you're holding a lot of his rookie cards thinking like oh I'll sell these for loads best case scenario he moves to Man United but in that case he could still sit on the bench 
Yeah, you sell on the transfer, and that's in, the, in that case. But like again, different players. It, it could also be in a, if Donny Van de Beek doesn't bounce back, doesn't start playing, doesn't move to a different club and get games, and like you know, if his career trajectory starts to go down, yeah, it could just be a case of some. When you see they both got this award a few years apart, like Gavin Birch could go on to be you know an exceptionally good player, and it could be super hype. Oh no, so I, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm no, not. No, I'm not saying it's an exact thing, but uh, just it, it just be is careful. interesting. Be careful out there. And he's also like a midfielder, and they generally don't get so much love in the hobby. So be extra careful with what you're doing. Mm. Um, okay, that's an interesting way. Also, to can I just say this as well? Rookies, rookies. I talking about midfielders not getting a lot of love. We sometimes get questions like, "Hey, why is only strikers get love and all this stuff?" Right? Mm. Everyone seems to want, you know, goalkeepers should get respect, defenders should get respect, midfielders should get respect, and yet nobody buys anybody except goal scorers. <laughs> it's like. I want somebody else to start respecting these. If if you think that goalkeepers and defenders and midfielders should start getting respect, then put your money where your mouth is and buy some. Buy them. That's literally... It's so funny. There is this part of the hobby where I think if you see an all-time legend defender rookie graded and it's cheap, you almost don't buy it because the price is so cheap. You need to see it at 300, 400, 500, 1,000. Then you're like, it's an investment. When you see it at 20, you're like, that's just a card. Like yeah. you can't it just and, and people are like oh it needs more respect it does and you've just noticed a huge opportunity in the market problem is people are so concerned and we're actually going to tie this into another question well let me find it real quick yeah i want to pull it in and then and then answer um fpl fantasy guide on twitter said uk vintage has it been forgotten about is there a place for them as good investments in in the hobby and once again, what you're seeing there is, I think, people with defenders, goalkeepers, midfielders, and vintage, which often are tied together, um, in terms of, like, the best of the best defenders, mm-hmm. haven't gone crazy price, and that's why people are, like, defenders are underrated. Some things are not quick flips. These no. are investments, but you're not going to shift them in a month's time for 3x. Like, these are investments from a point of view of, if you believe in the hobby, in 10 years' time, if you're sitting on a shabby rookie you're in a very good place because by then that type of player will have respect. We're, we're assuming, we think. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. It depends. If there's a million Javi rookies out there, no. If there's low, low print numbers, that's where... That's why Zidane gets so much love. Obviously, he was a goal scorer too, but like, you know, low, low runs of the likes of that and you will see it. Same goes for UK Vintage, but that depends on hobby growing most likely in the UK and then people wanting those pieces. Yeah, and it also but depends it, on the on the collector base maturing a little bit to the point where like they actually can put the money in they put the money in the pocket and say like now that I am like if you're getting just started in the hobby, say you're in the UK, um and let's say you're in England and uh you're getting started in the hobby, you start flipping stuff, you might really respect like um Bobby Moore. You might say like, Oh yeah, fantastic, I'd lo- I'd love a card. Uh, or I'd love his rookie or something, you know. I might say, "Oh, Stanley Matthews in a Stoke kit. That's my cup of tea, right?" But um, if you're just getting started, like the rest of us, you're not probably going to put your limited resources into that stuff because that's more of a collector's item. So you can't like, do you know what I mean? Like, whereas you need to get to a point where, okay, I've made a bit of money, say flipping cards, or I've just gotten, I've grown up a bit, or whatever. I have more money now, and all of a sudden I can afford to put things into things I want to collect as opposed mm. to things that I think are good. You know, because it's only a good investment if more people want it every, you know, year on year, the, 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 there's more demand. 
yeah, there's no such thing as a good investment just like inherently yeah like you need the reason like vintage and etc like that would be a good one is that your supply is so low that you just need a few stoke people you know you need just a few people to then get in the hobby and have that deep interest and want the kind of more rare vintage things same goes with the like it's it, it's all supply and demand at the end of the day if you fully understand supply demand then yeah that's it like at the minute there's a huge huge supply of modern rookie strikers etc but there's a huge demand as well and like huge demand not in terms of people but like in terms of i'm a person i want 100 mukoku cards yeah i don't want one i want 100 no one's like i want 100 stanley stanley matthews right now no or dixie deans but there also isn't that many to go around so it's like it's a fine balance it's all supply and demand and if you believe in the hobby long term and if you believe in football because at the end of the day you don't have to be in the hobby if someone handed you a pele card or sticker from the first year and it was vintage and like you know it was in- encased in like a-, a grading case so it was like slabbed you don't have to give a fuck about cards or stickers to kind of acknowledge that that's really really cool that's yeah. something you might want as a collective piece which is where value then comes in yeah i mean we do get like this thing all the time where you find that like say um like English people might say like well why is the World Cup in 66 why is that team not valued more highly you know and like you might get a Spanish person to say like Xavi and Iniesta like why are they not um, more value or, or a German person to say like oh Franz Beckenbauer la, la, la. it's like you that 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 is a bias as well where it's uh, I, I forget what it's called but it's some sort of uh, a bias or something um, where we always assume that other people are like us you know, mm. so like I don't care about Stanley Matthews at all. Meaning at all, like I don't because I'm not. I know, like it's as Jose Mourinho would say, it's football heritage, but like I just don't. It doesn't bother me really, you know. Um, <laughs> and like Xavi and Iniesta. Okay, let's think about me, right? Fully in the hobby, hosting, doing two podcasts a week, have a website. Mm-hmm. Fully, I couldn't be more in it, right? Xavi yeah. and Iniesta. Okay, so I'm Irish. So the fact that they won so much with Spain, does that appeal to me? Not particularly, okay? I, I, I love that team, and I absolutely respect mm. it, and I fantastic, right? And I completely agree, two of the best midfielders ever. Okay, let's look at Barcelona. Look at all what they achieved in Barcelona. So do I PC Spain? No. Um, do I collect Barcelona cards? No, I'm in a club sense, I'm an Atletico Madrid fan, so I'm close. I do respect them probably even more because I'm like I'm interested fully in Spanish football. But, like, as a collector, I'm not that into it. So, who is into it? Spanish people, Barcelona people, which is a huge collector base. Yeah, a huge collector base. So, but, I, th- I think there is this myth that people will sometimes, we kind of fool ourselves into thinking that people will buy our shit just because they love the sport so much. And I don't think that actually happens that much. Mm. I really don't think it happens that much. I don't think people say like, "Oh, Iniesta, what a footballing artist! I want him." I don't think it happens think, that much. I don't know. I feel like like I would I want Iniesta and Xavi's rookie, but like I I just appreciate everything they did internationally. Right. Okay. So, but I I I think that's fine. But I don't think that viewpoint is as common as. We think it is. Because it would be impossible for it to be because then it's like, okay, you appreciate what Barcelona did, but what about the Bayern Munich teams that have done this? Or what about the Madrid team that won three Champions Leagues in a row? Like, what's the deal there? So I think 
at the end of the day, the highest of the values does stem from the collector base, that people that genuinely PC a, a team, a player, a nationality. Yeah. Um, and that's most frequent. Of course, like no one, like someone like Pele, for example. Yeah. You're not a Santos collector. You're not. You're not a Brazil collector. Like you're. You're a football lover, and you just consider him to be a goat. Yeah. But that's why, like, I guess yeah. When it comes to Xavi and Iniesta, there's more similar. Again, two of the best of all time, but there's more similar midfielders. Like you could throw Zidane in that same kind of level with those yeah, two. Yeah, probably suppose you could. Yeah, you does and like there's more. Like you can't say oh Pele. You say you know you say Pele. You have Maradona. You have Messi, Ronaldo. And there's you know a few more, but there's only so many. Yeah, but, but again, the, I mean, listen. What Xavi and Barca, I can't I know Xavi and Iniesta. I think we're almost forgetting everything that they did. But no, I, I'm I not what saying, saying. But what I'm saying is you can you can absolutely agree. That they are fantastic and phenomenal and deserves be like I love to I I would if you had if you had a, a Xavi and Iniesta card, and you said look at these Xavi and Iniesta cards, I would be like oh my fucking god that is an absolute mm. beauty, like nobody knew when they printed these stickers that these kids were gonna do all this stuff and wow do you remember this match do you remember that goal do you remember that assist, mm. but it's like when you see something in a clothes shop and you're like oh look at that jacket that's so cool, and you kind of look at it for a second and then you realize I would never wear that jacket. Mm. Do, I get you. Do you know? Yeah, it's a good analogy. Can't remember the question. Oh yeah, no, I do. Okay, what was the question? We're moving on to n- the question was a uh, UK vintage forgotten about. Why is there a place for it as good investments in the hobby? And we got into it. And I tie that into the defenders also being underrated. Yeah. If you think um, something is undervalued, then buy it. Buy it. <laughs> and <Lombard laughs> and if you J- don't want to buy it, that's why it's undervalued. Yeah, if you don't want to buy it, what are you doing? <laughs> um, Lombard J on Twitter said, oversized cards. So this is in relation to best of the best. So he says, they're nice. Can we see that in the future? Like, can we see, you know, Panini or Tops or someone else come out with oversized cards and have them be a success? Like, Jason, if, if they put Panini Immaculate out and the size, the cards were just bigger, you know, why would you? Yeah, but like, I mean, Jason, at the end of the day, like, stickers are smaller. Like, I think we're very, we've become very accustomed to, like, that standard card size, maybe. Yeah, because, because stickers can fit in regular top loaders that's true. you can be smaller than regular but bigger than regular is an entirely different thing yeah you're just making it hard you're making it harder now for people like there's people that won't buy store. like i there's sometimes i want to buy something and i go i'm not going to buy that because i don't have enough top loaders to do you know yeah i think yeah i, I wouldn't go near best of the best just because i know even if i got an auto i would then need to invest in plastic like it's literally up the road. Like it's in it's in Easton stores here in Ireland, which is like for anyone in the is UK. It? Yeah, it's like W H Smith or something. And it's mm. like you go in. We could buy packs, grand. It's on the Tops UK site. We could buy that, you know. But like I don't want to because even if I open it, I know I can't store them. Like yeah, no, I don't like it at all. And I'm I think the the, the design was great and everything, but just I like the autograph. I think they purposely did it just to create a stir, but it's so unpractical that I don't want it who is it for like <laughs> I think it's a, just a new way to bring out match attacks and aren't match attacks to get people in the hobby with, with an autograph chase which makes it fun I get it I do get it no um, but, but why I'm are they oversized like what is that about like is that just to annoy us like yeah because we're talking about it on PC right now you know so much influence we have Jason but like that's what it is. Like we've probably, we've probably mentioned they, best of the best three or four times. This is free advertising. Yeah. Those bastards. There you go. And then they'll drop something that's not oversized and it's like, hey. Yeah. It's just, it's all a game. It's all business, Jason. I'm not into it. But it is what it is. I respect it to a degree. Um, 
Jason, John Nellis hit us up on Twitter. You're going live with him what will now be yesterday when people hear this. Yeah, but it's available. If you search John Nellis, J-O-H-N-N-E-L-L-I-S, John Nellis' YouTube channel, I went on his uh, Sunday service live show (laughs) on Sunday night and I hung out with him for a while and we ripped some stuff. So head over to his YouTube channel. Check that out. It's at the end of his show. I think John ripped some Tops Chrome Sapphire, so that's some lit shit. That's some lit shit. Um, Wait, he said that, is there like a, what would you say the threshold is for like print runs on modern rookies? He said, Gary V is talking about people, John's very scared of getting stuck with the bag, Jason. Yeah. And he's concerned. Gary V is telling people, y'all are going to get stuck with the bag. An interesting thing that I will add to this straight away from the rip. So essentially, what's the threshold for print runs? Print runs right now are crazy. They're really, 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 really high, right? Which is problematic. So, and one of the fun things that I've seen, I think it was, oh, I might misquote it, but I think it was Michael Jordan. Is Are you vaguely remembering tweets? Yeah, vaguely remembering tweets, Jason. Oh, vaguely go. remembering tweets, TM. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to say, yeah, this is not his rookie. I think Michael Jordan cards over a 27-year span. Right. We're talking parallels and autographs. There was like 27,000 made total. Same. Whoa. Right? Different types, right? Zion Williamson. Yeah. Which is one of the kind of hot new things. In his first year as a rookie, there's been 10,000 cards made. Jesus fuck. So, we're talking 27 years of Jordan. We're talking one year of Zion. We're talking three to one yeah. at the minute. Just about. So, that's what he means. I just sold John. a Michael Jordan card. I wouldn't have done that if you had told me you that. You sold it? Yeah. <coughs> oh my God. Did you profit? Yeah, double me money. Wow. Yeah. We, we remember that that awkward Michael Jordan and the basketball discord mess. We're not getting into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there you go. So be super careful. I mean, if you look at the likes of Mukoku, he has 43,000 printed of his... His career is ruined. Print. His career in cards is ruined. <laughs> yeah, kind of. We've seen, we've seen, Jason, our very first parallel of him, number to 10. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah fascinating that was for his first one was it or his second one first that yeah first 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 wow um someone popped out with it so they do exist um i didn't get one very sad jason honestly i mean john should i say um like i don't know you think of jude bellingham he had like thirteen thousand on his tops now and then summer signings was 1500 i think yeah i think there is and and, and then giovanni reina erling Haaland, they had so many different types of cards in their rookie year yeah because tops have the licenses and they're like right we're not going to make we'll make the print run 5000 but then we're going to make six different sets of print runs are all 5 to 7000 mm-hmm. that's still the same problem like tops need to understand that they are doing a good job at mitigating it not saying 20000 chrome halands but when you're putting out so many different boxes you're still diluting the cost of, of a player that's why the fatty i think is really good right now because he doesn't have a crazy amount like he has his panini mega cracks he has his liga esta he appeared in chronicles he yeah. now has the Panini, the top scrum Champions League, but like that's it. Yeah, and I think part of the problem is as well that like if what would you say? So like obviously these some of these sticker runs, like the Premier League uh Panini stickers, like a Mason Greenwood yeah. or a Gabriel Martinelli, like there's so many lots of, of them on eBay where it's like twenty of these stickers. Um mm. and like it's it's a combination of print runs getting higher now print runs getting higher on its own wouldn't be that bad because they're higher than traditional print runs but there's more people than traditionally are in the soccer hobby so you might think okay that'll adjust for itself but where it really gets dangerous is 
the print quality is higher and the standardization is better. So you end up mm. with, and also the storage and the purpose of people buying them is different. So you now have way more, way more cards being produced to a much higher uh, standardization and quality in terms of manufacturing that are being stored immediately fresh out of the pack in sleeves and top loaders and are being kept in good condition um, and then are being either graded or sold raw in good condition or mm. in as new condition. So that means all the graded populations are going to be higher. And really when it comes when it comes to it, the raw the raw print runs I don't think matter that much except now the raw print runs are bleeding into uh big graded populations because all the cards are grand they look fine yeah and they're well centered um yeah that that is exactly the issue that we're seeing but like, i think the good thing as well is that when people really want to be in here for investing purposes like once all the grading kind of levels out like if there's ten thousand greenwood premier league stickers graded psa 10 right a lot but i think when you're talking about grading like you don't want to just have your one michael jordan rookie and it's sitting there. Of course, you do want that. You know what I mean. But like, if you're if you really believe in someone, and you're like, right, there's ten thousand graded PSA tens. I want to get seven thousand. Huh? If you believe, no. But if you're like a literal big shark investor, and you're like, there's only ten thousand of these. I want to get seven thousand right, of right, these right, and right, sit right. on them long term as an investment. Because if you're trying to invest, you don't want one share. Do you know yeah, what I, mean? I understand. But also, I think the but it's too much for supply demand. Yeah, like it is. And when we talk about like the the kind of three pillars of, of buying any player for the purposes of investing, purposes of flipping. Mm. We say, okay, what, who's the player? Um, and what's the card? And um, I forget what the third one is. Player, card, year. Maybe is it a rookie? So, yeah, is it a rookie? Who's the player? And what's the card? And it comes into like Erling Haaland, say. Not not that many of his of his foosball stickers printed because it's Austria, so it's a much smaller population, much smaller print run in terms of the, the raw stickers. But you could also say, I think we're going to see more of a drift into numbered cards, parallel cards, all that stuff becoming more important because this idea of stickers like is is not like stickers in the old way of like, oh my God, I found... Uh, you know, a Zico card from the 60s. I don't know if Zico <laughs> played in the 60s, but... Uh, and it's in good condition. Holy shit, how'd you find that in good condition? I, I graded it, it was a PSA 7. Oh my God, you know? Like, mm. you don't, you're not going to get that with a Mason Greenwood. No. No one's ever going to be happy to find a, a, a good condition Makoku tops now. <laughs> no, it's true. The print ones have gone crazy. So like the hobby, the hobby is going to grow, and I think when John was actually John's very concerned with this because when he was on the show, uh, when he filled in for you on guest host duties a couple of weeks ago, mm. uh, he said we talked about this. We talked about are we heading into a junk wax era? And uh, mm. he's very concerned with this because he must be overexposed on a lot of these rookies. Um, <laughs> but I think we're just in that we're in that period of there's only one way to invest right now in soccer cards. It's, it's like get the rookies, mm. da da da. And I think what we're going to see over the next five years, maybe to the 2026 World Cup, is a transition from 100% it's all rookies, rookies, rookies into a more nuanced view. Is it a nice card, for instance? Like, no one ever talks about that. <laughs> I think I think tops now, there's potential there, like the Ryan Cherokee, there's like 10,000 made total. How many of them? Gem Mint. No, oh, there's only 3,000 Ryan Cherokee. 
Oh, sorry, sorry, 3,000, Jesus. We have 20 Jason between us. Whoa! Um, hey, sorry, 3,000, but like, that's, so there's still opportunity. Like, prospecting modern rookies is not dead. It's not finished. No. I mean, that's a top snow as well. You can still do it. Um, but yeah, like, I think of Haaland again. We always talk about Haaland, but I would say his creme de la creme card to have would be a top's finest short print. That would be Salzburg kit, and you're getting non-base. Lit. You're lit. You yeah, know? lovely. Um, I think that's. I think when you have so many different variations coming out of, of Haaland, that's when people will drift towards Salzburg kits over BVB kits because it's just something that will bring the total rookie count and like cut it in half or more, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, autographs then tie into it. I, I think, yeah, base cards... But then, I don't know, because you can get base cards in bigger quantities so you can flip them in higher volumes, technically, if the demand is there. But we are in a very, again, the junk slab era, which people are talking about, is that a lot of things people are grading are not going to be worth a lot of money uh, by the time they get them back if, if they're not the right player, right card. Yeah, and I like, I think as well, um, we see a lot of times people complaining, like, like we, like I say people, I mean us, like, oh, how does that have the RC logo on it? Like, there's, he had a sticker for the last two years. And... Mm sometimes it just comes down to none of these collectors want a sticker like they want they would much rather have the green parallel than the sticker yeah like you know um and that's just how that's just how it is sometimes because the stickers i think vintage we should we need to start thinking about is it a vintage sticker or is it a modern sticker because they have become two entirely different things like the all stickers are like much there worse is condition there is like again there's always going to be loopholes there's going to be exceptions because is the Mbappe foot 16, 17 is that vintage? no is it a modern sticker? technically yes unless your definition of modern changes does it have crazy value? yes should it have crazy value? yes because of a lot of different factors you know it's his only year who he is as a player what he has done and there was nothing else that year I mean Mm -hmm. like that is where stickers will have their day like for example I think Martinelli's Premier League sticker even though it was highly 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 produced that could be like the one if Martinelli pops off because they're going yeah. to put him in premium sets. They'll throw RC logos on him. They'll give him parallels. But that's the rookie. But if the print run is so big, like if the graded populations are out, out of the fucking world, no one's going to give a shit about it. Like, because how can you with supply demand? At which point, a one of one Martinelli of his second, third, fourth year, no, second year, third year, should I say, is going to be the one to get. Yeah, I, uh, I actually just sold a Martinelli sticker. Uh, how much? I sold it for seven euro. Sick. Because uh, there was a guy in in, <clears throat> I think he was in Mead in Ireland, and uh, mm. he just messaged me and he was like, "Oh, the postage is very high. Like, why is your poster so much?" And I was like, "Oh, it's registered post." And he was like, "Why is it registered post? I'm only in Mead. It's the next county over." For anyone who doesn't know, and uh, I was like, "I don't send things without tracking anymore because people, uh, somebody fucked me over and said they, it never came when I know it did." Uh, mm. So. And he's like, all right, he's like, can I give you like seven euro for it? And I was like, yeah, grand. Because here's part of my thinking, Enzo. I'm like, if I sell this card to this guy, that's somebody in the hobby now. He's in it. Yeah. Like, do I need to keep this Martinetti card or do I want more people to get in the hobby? I'm like, get in here, man. Come on in. Listen to the podcast. Come on in. No problem. Did you send a little listen to the podcast in your... Uh, I don't remember. Oh... I don't remember. That's why I'm not the chief marketing officer. My God, the work the work I'm left with. Um, any more questions? Yeah, we have. I think no, two. no, there can't be that many. <laughs> oh shit, we have three. 
You know we get to decide how many questions there are. Okay. No, let's Hold do on. the three. Let's do the three. Because we did a short episode. Sure? Yeah, episode 26 was quite short. So let's give them a, a, a bumper okay. uh, PC. Okay. F.I. Juter says, on Twitter says, best soccer hobby set made and why is it Donruss1819? Mm. Yeah, everybody loves Donruss1819. I don't have any uh, of... I have some. Do you have like a, a box, no? No, no, I just think I have a fuckload of Federico Chiesas I'm trying to get rid of. <laughs> I have some with all the rated rookies in it, is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's got the Weston McKenney rated rookie, uh, Akraf Hakimi... Oof, my God. San- Sancho? Is this the year? Am I... Am I I'm not getting it wrong. Uh, right? I, think it's, Sancho, I think it's Sancho. Vinicius yeah. Jr. Yeah. Uh, Alfonso Davies. Is that rate. Alfonso Davies? Yeah, Davies. Oh, my God. This is an unbelievable <laughs> set. <laughs> no, there, there is a lot more as well. I can't think of them. Matthias um, De Ligt. Sofian Diop. Oof. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a really good set. Um, I wouldn't say it's the best. What do you think is the best set? Um, of? So if someone said, I can buy any sealed set, what should I buy? It depends what you're looking at, because like right now, if you could say Enzo, you you could have a sealed set of something. I think I would want Top's finest, because I want that that Salzburg Haaland premium card. Right. Um, but when I say it's the best set, I don't think so. I really really liked Panini Chronicles. If you got that triple box, that would be really fun. And um, yeah, lots of legends in it as well, with autographs, lots of fucking. I mean, Ansu Fahi is a good one to get like a rookie. Mason Greenwood was fun if he pops off again. Uh, Saka in there as well, I believe. That's a great set. Mm. Um, Tops Chrome. I don't even rate Tops. Like Tops Chrome, the ones that we've had so far, there's like one or two rookies really that you're chasing, and that's it. Yeah, like it's not a fun set. We, like, we've ah, opened. We one. opened on on a live stream two different boxes of Tops Chrome Champions League mm. for twenty nineteen twenty, and uh, we got a Haaland refractor. We got a Haaland base. We got a fatty refractor. Fatty refractor. And uh, Lewandowski auto, Galini auto, um, mm. but I wouldn't say it was like a amazing, amazing rip in terms of like fun. Fun, because even the design, like I, I think the Panini Chronicles is, mm. if you wanted to start out, like I, our friend Faye just got a T-Mall box of Chronicles, like, and the great thing about something like Chronicles is it has different designs in it, it has different uh, sets in, it. like, so you feel well, like, like you're in it. You know what I mean? Like teammate sensations, football flash. There was still different inserts. Yeah, I just didn't like them. Um, no, I know I get you. Um, so like, I wouldn't say Top Chrome is like one of the best soccer sets, especially because it's I so expensive. Why, yeah, I understand why Don Ross would be so fun. I think Panini Select. I might give it to Select sixteen seventeen or seventeen six. Oh, which one? Yeah, sixteen seventeen had Pulisic. I think his that was a fun one. Right, that was a really really fun one. Those really nice Messi's, really nice Ronaldo's. Just beautiful cards in Mbappe's as well, I believe. No, maybe that was seventeen eighteen. I'm thinking of. Sorry, seventeen eighteen for the Mbappe's. Okay. Um, might have been seventeen eighteen. I don't know. Select twenty. There was definitely twenty. Which one had Rashford in it? Is that twenty sixteen? Select. Uh, twenty sixteen seventeen. Yeah. I think that. Alright, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure it's sixteen seventeen. Could be seventeen eighteen. Either way, stupidly fun. Um, would love to have. I think that's a box I would love. To have an What I say, it's like again off the top of my head, the best so- soccer. I'm not sure, but maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think like in terms of just the like amount of rookies and the cards and stuff, like the Donruss 2018-19 does seem like a really good set. Um, 
like if you ask me like what do you want i'd probably say like if you just say right you got well you get one free box of anything you want i'd be like yeah. hit me with a bloody hit me with an immaculate box because i'm never going to drop the money to spend to get an immaculate box Fair. but that means it's probably I mean, not the best relief if i just said i'd never buy it yeah but i, I would say like panini obsidian would be fun too oh yeah yeah yeah. gold standard fun uh Im- immaculate yeah flaw i think there was a flaw this no, there was impeccable i don't know there was oh n- noir i think noir is what i would go with panini noir people sleep on that set noir the gold ink autos yes fucking please you like those yeah look beautiful i see a lot of like whenever i'm like looking for a specific player always the noir uh the noir ones are under are like undervalued compared to like the ones that are in color it's yeah. strange um, all right we're flying on because we have two more jason right? all right with the michael jordan rookie selling for 700 grand last night and approaching a million fast at psa 10 what football card sticker etc do you think will hit that and that is from xander uh, 0894 on twitter i'm you know is it the pele alifa boy get the alifa i will call it okay. the alifa pele um the mega cracks ronaldo the mega cracks messi i think the pele Alifa will be the first one. There's a PSA 9 out there somewhere, and I think that will break a million. Would it do it first? I think so. Either mm. that or it will be the Leo Messi Mega Cracks um, 71 bis or 73 bis. I can't remember which one is. Yeah. Um, El Mundo, the Spanish newspaper El Mundo today, uh, released Leo Messi's uh, four year contract, his latest contract um, between 2017 and 2021 with Barcelona. And the maximum value of that contract, Enzo, was including if they had won trophies, if he had a certain performance bonuses and everything. But the actual maximum value of that contract was 555 million euro. Mm, Half a billion years. euro for four years. 117 or something a year. Um, that can't Barcelona be right. Barcelona are currently at risk of uh, bankruptcy. Bankruptcy. Interesting. Wonder why. Um, yeah, I think his salary is 100, 100, at least 100 million a year and then there's all sorts of bonuses on top of that um, obviously yeah. he, 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 he didn't get them bonuses obviously. no he didn't get those bonuses most of the time but what I'm saying is if there is a player playing for playing for Barcelona whose four year contract is worth over half a billion dollars he'd have yeah. to imagine that whatever his cards end up at they would be significant like they would be some of the most like what i'm saying is he's clearly a very very valuable individual yeah so i wouldn't put it past him to hit a million and the rest when it comes to his rookie like for a psa 10 or something i agree and god forbid he wants one of his own rookies should that ever happen mm. don't think he cares messi seems very to himself yeah yeah i'm i'm, I'm i i'm going for the alifa because i think it's that is the price right now would be a million if it was for sale right okay like if yeah, one yeah. if one PSA 9. Um, one second. And our last question. Just for anyone who hasn't heard the Q&A show before, you want to ask us questions, you can ask us on Twitter, at SoccerCardsUTD. You can ask us on Instagram, SoccerCardsUnited. You can send us an email, SoccerCardsUnited at gmail.com. And also, for anyone who doesn't know, I don't hear the questions before Enzo reads them out. And Enzo and I don't do any research before we answer the questions. So if we make mistakes... If we da da da, you can just send us uh, corrections and be as mean as possible. Perfecto. Our last question of the day, and someone that I need to DM because there's more questions, the more separate non postcards United questions. FC Direct on Twitter, Jason hit us up and said, "Question for the podcast: mm. 
Being as five years ago, Martin Odegaard was the next Norwegian wonder kid, and now Haaland is the new kid on the block. Quick game of sticker bust. Stick if you think the card or sticker is worth holding and continuing to invest in, Jason. Okay. Bust if you think it's already hit its peak, we've missed the boat and you should sell. Five players, are you ready? I'm ready. And I'll decide which card, because again, there's the issue of so many cards for so many players. Jaden Sancho, I'm going to assume the Tops Chrome 17-18. Stick or bust? What do you think, Jason? Like really, right now, if you, I, I, I own one. It mm-hmm. isn't for sale. Someone tried to get it cheaper. Then I, it's not up for best offer. And he was DMing me, like he was eBay messaging me best offers. I just didn't respond. I was like, that's not how this works. Yeah. Look at my other listings. There's best offer. There's none on this, my friend. Yeah, like, I know. I've heard about best offer, and if I wanted to use it, I would have put it on. Yeah. So what are you saying? You're saying if I if I was if I had a lot of Sancho, would I keep it or would I sell? Yeah. I have to give you a hold on Sancho. You have to hold him. Um, not because I think that he's any anything in particularly, you know, special. He obviously is a very talented young player and, you know, he's taken full advantage of the German vibes. But uh <laughs> I would you have to hold him because he's gonna transfer at some point. Um Yeah, I agree. Like we had a joke I'm before to sell mine just because I don't care. Well no, I know, but it, like for one card it's whatever, you know, like it's Yeah, if you had a lot of them. That's what I mean, yeah. In this so in th- let's say in this scenario you have ten of the particular card. Okay. Um and right, so we just joked about before we came on air, Enzo, that uh we were looking on Twitter and Dortmund had Jaden Sancho like a clip of him or something up in on their Twitter. They had a photo of him and like a nice graphic saying he got man of the match. Yeah, and you and you were like, Oh, there's Dortmund putting him in the shop window. Um, yeah, trying to hype him up. There's no way Dortmund don't sell him. Um, he's too valuable. They'll sell him to somebody uh, at some point, and that'll be hype, hype, hype. So yeah, hold Sancho. Okay. Um, I just closed my phone as I need the next one. The next one, Jason Mason Greenwood. I'm gonna give that to his his Panini Chronicles. Any of the ones, so Pitch King, like I mean, maybe everything. I guess maybe you can throw the sticker in as well. Perhaps, but I'd say Chronicles, Donruss, uh, debut, I think it's called. Or is, is it still Rated Rookie? No, it's Rated Rookie, I think. Or Donruss debut. Okay, uh, Mason Greenwood. So, no, it's Rated Rookie. So let's think, last, which, what, what is it? It's Rated Rookie, rated rookie. Sure. Okay, right. So, um, let's think, right? Mason Greenwood, big hype last season, gone off the boil a bit this season, not getting a lot of opportunities. Obviously, they've brought in one of the most experienced strikers in Europe, Edison Cavani, so he's not playing that much. Uh, but he is learning all the time and you have to think that he is at some point going to get more opportunities uh, especially since Anthony Martial cannot hit a barn door so uh, I would say hold Greenwood because he's at commercially speaking one of the three biggest clubs in the world um, and at some point he will put a string of goals together and at that point you can sell him yeah I think they, they always kind of call him the best finisher at Man United uh, he also has taps now I forgot that, even though I have 20 of his tops now. Um, I Yeah, he's playing on the right wing at the minute. I think he'll eventually be, again, you don't know, but if he if he really cements himself through the middle. like His his goal recently, I know it's all hype or whatever, but his goal recently, how well he took that one touch and then finished. I still have faith in Greenwood long term. I have a lot of his stickers, and I have 20 of his tops now, and I'm not planning to sell now. I would say hold as well. Yeah, but I will just say on Greenwood, he, like, he needs to learn, and all he keeps talking about... Uh, I say Ollie like I know him. Uh, Ollie keeps talking about uh, how Cavani is helping him with his finishing and all that stuff. 
but what he actually needs help with is his decision making because he's he's throwing away goals for the team and because he seems mm. to be very nervous about getting goals himself it's like mate you're what is he 18 yeah nobody cares if you don't score 20 goals a season you're playing for man united and you're 18 but no one is expecting you to be Lionel messi we're expecting you to win games so if the yeah, pass is on many... pass it hmm he does too much where too often he'll give himself a really bad angle to shoot and then shoot it and set a pass into the... it's, it's so frustrating but again that's him on the right hand side which he's not necessarily it's not his position but yeah no he become his issue is he's become predictable because people now know he's both footed and that he will hit the back of the net if you give him a chance but now he's constantly going out on the like he's on the right yeah he brings it further to the right and just is hitting the terrible like he hits the keeper he's always on target but it's directly at a keeper there's no space to actually score yeah really. and if it's if, if he misses it's just out it's just outside it hits the side net and then like you look at Man United and you see like Rashford, Martial and Greenwood and like they're not making the right decisions. Like they're all, mm. like, I think they all think they're 30 goal a season men but they're not like, mm. so they just need to work as a unit. That's not their, their strength is not like they're all brilliantly indivi- brilliant individuals. Their strength is that they're an incredible dynamic attacking team. Yeah, they don't. They don't link up well. They don't link up the way like a Marco Rosa, uh, Playa and Turam, etc. would. Yeah, and like Cavani is up there and he's trying to like now now let's look let's not let's not make any mistake. Cavani has scored more goals than most people and also has missed mm. more chances than most people ever score. You know what I mean? Like he's like mm. missed so many. But he knows that you have to like look for the runs, make the passes. So Greenwood is gonna learn and at some point he's gonna start scoring and hold him, hold him, hold him. Yeah. Ansu Fahi. We're going to call this his mega cracks, Jason. Um, I mean, well, don't yeah, sell him now. He's top, no, top scrum. Don't sell him now. He's, he's injured. injured. Yeah, I'd hold on him too. I mean, yeah, we don't know how he's going to come back from his injury, obviously. Um, but he is going to come back. So I think you have two options. You can either hold him long term and hope that he recovers from his injury. We've no way of telling how a young player is going to recover from that in, from an injury like that. He, he is back, but you mean like back in terms of uh, performing? Well, I know, yeah. I mean, in, back in terms of playing. Yeah, yeah. But he is playing. No, he's not. He is. He's back. And he's been very well. He's been very good. I think I'm pretty sure he played yesterday, Jason. What? Like he's No, Barca are, Barca are playing tonight. No, Martinelli. I thought we were talking about Ansu Fati. Oh, sorry, no. Sorry, I moved on. <laughs> okay. Did we not did we not move on? Oh, no, no, we didn't. Sorry. I was looking at the list. I was just oh, saying <laughs> Jesus, I was like I was, I was looking at Martin Elliott and I was like, you're mad. I was starting to hyperventilate. I was like, what? No, but... I, <laughs> I, I, I'm missing knowledge. Yeah. Were you scared about the table, Jason? Was, They're going to start climbing back up. I was like, oh no. Yeah, like I think I just got Antifati, right? We don't know how a young player like that's going to come back from injury. So it might be the time that if you wanted to hedge your bets, when he comes back and he plays 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there, you could start to shift some of your cards on him if you're holding a lot of cards. Mm. Um, or you could have a look at him. When it comes to a player that's injured, right? Or it's turning from injury... Please don't make a decision to hold or sell Ansu Fati without watching him for at least three games after his injury. Yeah. Please don't. And then we move on to Martinelli, Jason. Yeah. He just has the Panini sticker. Uh, I have loads of them and I'm currently holding, so I guess that's my advice, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I just sold him for seven euro for the sake of the hobby. Uh, <laughs> doing us all a favour. Doing you all a favour. I don't know. I mean, he plays for Arsenal, like so it wouldn't be counting on him being too prolific like you know what I mean um, mm. when you have so many around him I mean 
yeah, that's that's really one you have to you have to give the eye. To. I personally wouldn't go any deeper in Martinelli than I already am. I have a couple of his stickers. Yeah, but uh, I don't look at him and think, oh, this kid is the next. You know, he could be like he could be like Gabriel Jesus level, but I don't think he's much more than that. Yeah, I need to sit down and assess how many of the stickers I have because a seven-year-old piece, I could do well to just move them along and keep myself going. Last player and last part of this whole show. Tonali. Sandro Tonali. Yeah, I'm a Milan fan. I love him. I think he's fantastic. But And I have a lot of his rookies. I think his rookies are kind of in a funner ballpark where you're not going to see as many of them as you will the likes of the Premier League stickers. But I'm holding them because I don't see a value in selling them at the minute. No, wait. Do I have mine for sale? <laughs> I might be in the mouth. I might be selling them. I don't you're know. a shark. Uh, I'm a shark. No, Tonali, Heartless you can't shark. sell now because... Uh, he's not even playing for the for AC Milan, really. Like, is he is he injured? No, not really. No, he's he's in and out of the team. Um, but like you saw when when Benacer was out and mm. AC Milan suffered a real dip in form. Like, it's not as if Tonali was holding it down. Like, you know what I mean? So he obviously has some maturing left to do. He probably at some point will be a big uh, part of the Italy national team. Um, so hold him, but don't overexpose yourself to him. Yeah, I would say that, but like, yeah, I, I think the question of like hold or sell isn't because if it was investor sell, I think the, our answers would be very different. Like Sancho, I wouldn't invest in him, even though I see his price going up on the transfer, I wouldn't be rushing to him. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. I think the conversation because like I think we've said hold for all five, but like we're definitely not the people that are like hold all these modern rookies. Like it's not that, but if you have them already. I do think at the minute we are at the Oh, it's not point. time to like, sell. None of, yeah, no, none of those players. Yeah, I mean, like Sancho, Sancho, his hype was when he almost moved last summer. He's in a big dip. Greenwood has stopped scoring. Fatty's injured. Martinelli's just back from injury. Tonali's not in the team. Like These are players that if you have them, definitely hold them because they have a long, a lot of years left to go. Most of them are very young. And if, like and if you had young. to sell two of them, mm. I would sell Martinelli and... I'd sell Sancho. Sancho. Someone offered me 55 for my Sancho. At peak, I think he was 70, 80. So yeah. I'm happy enough. I say, you, could, you could sell Sancho. and But if you had if you had 100 euro, say, and you had invested equally in all of those players and you, mm. you held it, you know, for the next year, I think it'd be up. Yeah. That's a, that's a, pre, it's a pretty good selection of modern rookies. Yeah, I agree. Okay. That's it. Um... Right, that's that's the whole show. How long has we been going for? We've been going for about an hour. Big old yep. Q&A. Uh, you can send us questions on social media, on email, wherever you like. Um, you can check out SoccerCardsUnited.com. We just launched our website. We have had we have some stuff up for sale. Match Attacks Chrome uh, sold out. Um, Shit. Foosball sold out. Panini Foosball sold out. We have some Panini Foot uh, up there. We have some summer signings from Tops up there. A uh, couple of other things. A Bundesliga Museum or two, maybe. Yeah. I think there's four up there now. Four up there. Okay, so there's a bit of stuff up there. You can go support the show. Uh, all the prices are pretty good. If you have any feedback on the website, uh, do let us know. If you found the error page, let us know as well. And, uh, yeah. And Enzo, I'll say this. Thomas yeah. Tuchel, in his first game as Chelsea manager, drew nil all at Wolves and left Mason Mount on the bench for everything except the last 10 minutes. He started Mason Mount today against Burnley. They won 2 nil. Coincidence? I don't, think, I don't so. think so. Right, that's us. We'll see you on Thursday for episode 27 of Soccer Cards United. Goodbye. Goodbye.